G'day guys, welcome to the NRL Fantasy Preview for the Canary Bulldogs. I hope we all still have you after that 15 seconds of absolute torture there, B. We've got TK and Brenton in the house to rip through the doggies. B, you must be excited, mate. Your, your mob, mate, we go through them. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's um, it's one of the harder teams to pick the 13 because there's just so many different positions that have, they seem to have bought for. Um, but I think the next purchase they need to buy is the um, the Baja men to do a new song. <laughs> I was <laughs> nearly going to do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that, but that's that is actually their team song, unfortunately. But before we rip in, just remember to be joining the fun on social media. We're at Talking League Pod on TikTok. Facebook and Instagram, Talking League 1 on Twitter. You'll find all our info also at TalkingLeaguePod.com. Now, to do the Doggies. Doggies finished 15th on the ladder in 2023. 2024 games, Bronson Sherry, Stephen Crichton, Connor Tracy, Blake Taff, Jermaine Salmon, Josh Curran, Drew Hutchison, Kurt Mann, Cape, Jake Turpin, and uh, Pawasa from the Dolphins. 2024 losses, Jake Averillo, TPJ, Kyle Flanagan, Paul Alamotti, Luke Thompson, Corey Waddell, Braden Burns, Declan Casey, and Michael Gabriel. Now, they kick off the season here, B, in a round one match against Parramatta. They've got the Sharks, Titans, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Melbourne, and Newcastle before entering a bye. So today we'll be looking at the studs, duds, cashies, breakouts for the fantasy season ahead. So let's rip in. Now, B, it's very hard to categorize some of these guys. We might just need an unclassified, really, because some of them aren't studs, duds, cashies, or trap, or anything here, mate. Yeah, I, I think they're all pretty well ones to watch through trials just to get an idea of what the team structure is going to be like mm. um, because there is just there's so many people who are trying to get that opportunity and how many are actually going to take that opportunity and how much are going to how many are actually going to give you that 10 points of value potentially yeah now let's kick things off with josh curran mate 501k break even of 36 comes over no doubt that he's probably been looking at as a middle here b because essentially we have seen him a lot on the edge but with Kikau and jacob preston and a few other young guys there it just does look like his value is probably going to enter into the middle yeah, I do think so, um, and I feel like he's going to be that 13, and I think that's where a lot of coaches think he's going to land. Mm. Um, again, he's going to be one to watch in the trials, because um, there is there is other possibilities for him. Like, does he fill a, potentially like a Reuben Cotter role? Like, do they put him at the front row and get a Kurt Mann playing at lock? You know, there's... Um, and what minutes is he going to fill? It's 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 a bit of a tougher one. It's not a slam dunk like I think a lot of coaches think. Yeah, mate. A few weeks ago, I actually was I ran into him at the, the airport. He's and I've never met him in real life, and we didn't talk, but we walked past each other. He's a lot smaller than I thought he was. Oh, interesting. He just he looks like I feel like he's actually like a stereotypical back rower. Um, I feel like that's where he was best at the Warriors. Um, but obviously has that bit of mongrel in him to play in the middle and get down and dirty with it. Yeah, I think the value lies here, B, on how many minutes he, he really gets here, right, mate? Because I know we're not too far out. I had him projected somewhere in that 50 to 55 range. You had him out there at 60 to 65. So let's meet somewhere in the middle, let's say somewhere in the high 50s here, mate. And I guess that's realistic if he is going to be a starting lock. I guess the biggest issue is where Kurt Mann gets his minutes from. Yeah, and I th- and Kurt Mann is I, I know Bulldogs bought all these utilities as as a tag of utility, but Kurt Mann is the only one who's been signed as a genuine utility. So mm. the the thought of Kurt Mann playing thirteen, I don't think that's going to happen. But it's does Kurt Mann take the minutes from Josh Curran at thirteen, or does he take them from Reed Marnie? Uh, so again, it's going to be have to be one to watch in the trials, mainly the last trials as well, where the whole the first grade team is going to get that run. Yep. 
Now, he's got a career average lock, what, 55 from 70 minutes. Now, this was for a couple of years ago. He did play in a very elite mid-pack with Adam and also Tohu at the time as well. So it's going to be very interesting. That's projected at 70 minutes. If we have, like, just say the high 50s, he's got a PPM, what, of 0.78. So realistically, I projected him out at around 46, and that was based off a 55-minute roll. So even that, that's 10 points of value there. And if he goes to the upper upside with you, you're probably going to add another couple of points there as well. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what you're hoping for is the upside on these mid-rangers who have performed in the past. Um, the other massive part for him, and it's going to be – really big, I think. It was massive for last year and it's going to be massive again, is that dual position. Yeah. So it's a very common dual position of the mid-edge, um, but I think it's going to be very valuable to have on that bench and also that little bit of a later buy as well. Yeah, for sure. At the moment, and we're obviously recording this the 7th of January and he's a 43% owner. So it's one of those things that it's probably not worth going against the pack on this one. No, if, if he's named at 13, if that's not above 50%, I'm not here. Yeah, nice. So that's a lock-in if he enters the season as number 13. So next one here, B, Jacob Carraz, 556k break, even of 40. We both got some value from him last year. Unfortunately, he did get that injury that pretty much smashed us and left us a little bit short. But still, mate, some interesting stats here because he entered the season last year and was on fire for those first five games, man. Yeah, it's still... It goes on, on my theory of structuring your team from round one is that in those positions, that's not really where you're wanting to spend your money. Mm. You're wanting to spend your money in your halves and your mids because they're the two highest scoring positions. And then you've got to try and find value elsewhere. So the only interest would be for me if he lines up at center round one because then he'd obviously get given the dual position. Interesting, his stats from last year, you bring that up, mate. 2023, center average was 47. Didn't play as many games there. We average was 38. So... A pretty big skew there as well. That five first five rounds that I mentioned last year, he was playing off the wing and he averaged 56. So there's no doubt that then he hit a little bit of a form slump there as well. But interesting you bring that up as well because he would cop a duel if he does get named there in, in round one. Yeah, correct. And you've got to also think about where Karaz's bread and butter was, was tackle brace because he's got that gangly running style um, and coming from the wing. So he's got the run meters and he's got the tackle breaks. If he's going to center... Yeah, he might have a few attacking opportunities, but if the dogs aren't firing an attack, um, and if he's also playing on the right centre where Burton and Kickout are not there, um, how much is it cannibalising into his points? I, th- I think there's too much risk yeah. um, for him. I think it's a good one to assess post the buy here, B, because of the... The opening seven games for them is very difficult. He might drop a little bit in price as well. He might even change position during this time. So I think I'd probably reassess. The Bulldogs play that round 13 by, which makes him a valuable proposition entering that origin period where he probably won't be lining up for New South Wales. So for me, I'd let it probably sit for that first seven, hit the buy, and then reassess because they come back out with the Tigers game in round nine. nine. Yep, I, I totally agree. It's also going to be a pretty good play for draft. Um, for those draft players, if he gets that dual position. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. No, 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 no. Now, it hurts kind of to put a few of these players in the duds because we don't... Well, we've seen some good for, fantasy fortune from them in the past, but based off last year, we do have to put these guys in there. Matt Burton's the first one here, beat 642k break, even at 46. And now... Sexton came to the club. There's no doubt that that's probably going to be the starting halves, even though Drew Hutchison will probably push a little bit given his experience there as well. But 2023, halfback average of 52, 5'8 average dropped to about 44. What's your expectations here with Matty Burton? 
I think the main expectation you've really got to look at is, A, again, how, how the Bulldogs are actually going to perform in attack because they, they did have patches where they were all right. Mm. Um, the other part is, does he keep the goal kicking with Stephen Crichton coming in? I think if he loses the goal kicking, he's just an automatic no-go, especially when you've got a guy like Jamal Fogarty who's basically the same price and has so much higher upside. What are you thinking? As in, do, what do I think he's going to Do you think project? he can? I, th- I still think he'll kick. Yeah, I, I, he's a good kicker, honestly. He's, um, I think he's worked with Daryl Halligan as well, um, and that's where his percentage has started to go up from like that mid-70s to the mm. low 80s. Yep. Um, and Kyle Flanagan was a good goal kicker when they were playing in the halves together, and Burton was still kicking the goals. So I do see him keeping the goal kicking, but I'm only projecting him to that, you know, maybe 43 to 46 yeah. Oh, sorry. We, we should have put a, a few projections out there as well. Jake Karabs, what's your projection on him? I had him at a centre, a centre maybe 45, wing 40. Uh, I've got him as pretty much 40 either way because if he's at centre, it takes away from his run metres and his tackle breaks, like we said. Yeah. Um, but he'll get more attacking opportunities to potentially set up tries. Yeah. Now, back to back, Burden. Interesting stats, the, the seven games he played with Sexton because there's no doubt that they balanced it out. His kick metres dramatically reduced had an average of 42.6 with Sexton. I guess the biggest thing is he didn't score a single try when when Sexton was in there and also no line breaks as well. So that's his for me, that's his strength, and that's where I'd like him to go. I'd love to see him let Sexton run the team, even take the majority of the kicks, if that means. And then obviously the bombs can come from Burden, obviously, as well, because we know the strength that he loves there. But in terms of like the general play kicking, getting him around the park, let Sexton do that. I would love him to bring back his running game because what we saw at Penrith, that was his strength. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, mate, I also, you've got to remember that Toby Sexton didn't come in until mid-season. So it's not like he had a whole preseason to work on combinations. He kind of just got thrust into it, mm. into a situation where Burton was already getting asked to do everything. So there, there is a little bit of upside for Burton in that regard, even if Sexton is partnering him. Um, where the attacking stats will flow. He'll also have Kikau back because Kikau was out for a lot of the year as well. As Josh Adokar was as well. And then you're probably going to have a, a new left centre, which it could be Stephen Crichton. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but I do think they've bought Crichton for that money as a fullback. They're not, um, like when the Cowboys signed Valentine Holmes, they didn't want to pay a million dollars a year for a centre, yeah. but that's what they're doing now. Whoever plays on the left, though, because it could be Connor Tracy, could be Bronson Sherry, could be Stephen Crichton, you're going to get a very potent left again. They all stay healthy. Matty Burnett could have a little bit of upside if he can really pick it up. Yeah, I think I think Connor Tracy gets that spot, to be honest. Nice. Again, I think he's very similar to the mould of Karaz. Again, they've got a hard start to the season. I don't think... I know you made a really good point with Fogarty. I think he has probably bringing a little bit more to the table for round one. Reassess it after the bye. Yeah, exactly right. All right, next guy, Blake Taff, 330K break-even of 24. Now, he'll be well in the mix. I know that, you know, you just did mention that Crichton isn't on fullback money, so he deservedly is probably favourite for that role. But Blake Taff's filled in, you know, pretty well for, for Latrell Mitchell in patches, but obviously has a huge... When he goes back to New South Wales Cup, he becomes this champion footballer, but then he doesn't replicate those same sort of stats in the NRL, which the NRL is a different game as well. Yeah, 100%. And you know, the, the thing I look at with Blake Taff is that he's in a Rabbitohs side that had guns around him, yet he was still only averaging in that mid-20s. Um, if he's going to a team that's struggling and playing fullback, is is it going to be the next Hayes Perham? You know? Yeah. I, it, it's 
the the price point is appealing to some coaches. I get it; is in the low three hundreds, and he can fill a spot for you. Um, but I think there's better options out there. Like you can you can spend up twenty twenty five grand to get Jesse Arthur's, um, who you, you'll probably get the same amount for. But you get a dual position guy who you know is going to get that that spot. Yeah, mate. Fullback average of twenty six in two thousand twenty two, twenty nine last year. That was with goal kicking. I don't think he's going to yeah. be goal kicking. So he literally loses what six points straight off the bat. I've got him projecting what. 23 to 25 if he starts. So I'd be an avoid on him. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I've got him projected in mid-20s. And that that little bump in average last year was actually the game that he played against the Bulldogs. He scored like a 62 <laughs> where it was um, mul- mul- multiple tries. I think it was a 62, but it, it was somewhere really high uh, where he was goal kicking and he just went ballistic in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. So I think even that's a false um, false average and yeah projecting him in the mid-20s. All right, let's move on to Stephen Crichton, who comes over from Penrith, 620K, break-even at 45, loses his jewel as well. Now, B, I know you've got him favourite, which means he'll get his jewel back if he does get named at fullback in round one. But I guess the value lies here with Stephen Crichton is if he goal-kicks, like you mentioned, how much his game... Because we haven't seen him a lot of him at fullback. His fullback average is 38 from five games. I know that there was one game last year where he lined up there but he was named as centre from from memory. So he's not a noted ball player. He did struggle for Samoa playing 5-8. So it's going to be interesting to see what... One thing I do like, he turned up to training a month early, which obviously shows that he really wants to have a good dig here, man. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be step out of the shadows of Penrith and become a leader in a struggling club. So it can go two ways. One, he can just like put in so hard and then all the attacking stats come... Or he's trying too hard and then errors start flowing in, um, especially in a position that he is not 100% accustomed to. So I do think he's going to be the fullback um, with a dual position. I think he'll be a final team player mm. uh, for, for your back half of your rounds. But um, I think it's a bit of an avoid and a bit too risky to start with him. Where, If he starts at fullback, where do you think he projects? If he starts at fullback, I reckon low 40s. Okay. Because the thing with Stephen Crichton, and obviously we only have a lot of sample from him playing centre, but he doesn't get the raps for his defence and how much he saves Penrith. Like, I know that he he scores a lot of flashy tries, right? And there's a lot of good players around him. But there's no doubt they keep switching in between the left and the right to fill gaps and to fill weaknesses over at Penrith as well. And the amount of intercepts he takes, the amount of times he shuts down the opposition... Opposition center and five eight and edge. Like I don't think he gets the the raps that he deserves, and that's why I'd probably play him in the centers. Yeah, I but I just don't think they will. Um, but at the end of the day, he's going to do a job. He's always a team first guy. Mm. So if if Seraldo comes and says, "Mate, I need you to play center," and maybe Connor Tracy go to fullback, um, then he's not going to say no to it, and he'll put his best foot forward. And I'll tell you what, if he goes to left center, that is a lethal left edge. If Absolutely, they can get a click in. Absolutely, I'll be yeah. And that's the thing: what you got three three of the guys from that Penrith Premiership winning team back together on that edge as yep. well, which is pretty exciting, man. Yep, and without our car outside of him. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Few cashies here. We brought him up in the preseason. Liam Knight, three hundred eighty-five k break even of twenty-eight. Now. I thought when he came to the Doggies last year, he actually had a pretty good dig. Like, I thought that he's not an elite mid, right? But he's one of those guys that can start, get a 35 to 40 minutes in him and just do his job, which I kind of see. And he, he does it well. 
Work rate's pretty good. And he's they've done us a favour here because he's been priced at 28 here, B. Yeah, I think he's a genuine cashy, man. Um, I know we've copped a little bit of flack from recommending as a buy, but then since then, I think a lot of people have done a bit more research and realised, oh, there's there's a potential 7 to 10 points of value in him. Um, if it, There's a lot of minutes there, I think, for mids because they're so inexperienced in the middle. Yeah. I think he could... I think he could get that 40, 45 minutes quite easily. Yeah, mate, it's, he's got the experience, right? Sometimes you want your experienced campaigners out there. He was hitting high 30s to end the season. So, mate, I'm projecting him out with 10 points of value. I think, depending on how it lies, right, I think we're going to get either Liam Knight, Spencer Linu, or Fletcher Baker. They might all start and we have to pick, or we have to pick maybe two of them, which would be handy, or we might just get one of them. I think we're going to lie. They're, I think they're all very similar in getting about a 10-point of value there, man. Yeah, it's going to be one for team lists. And again, trials, I will, we'll probably mention that so many times, is that you have to watch the trials and watch the rotations to see exactly how you feel it's going to play out. So if it's if, if it's what I think it's going to be, I think he's going to have 10 points of value. Um, and I'll definitely consider him as even potentially like an 18th man. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a career prop average of, what, 42 at a 0.9 ppm. And like I said last year, he scored, what, 38 and 30 minutes in three of the games that he had a 1 ppm there as well. So you can definitely keep an eye on him. The next one, a young prop, Sam Hughes, 250k, break even 18. We saw a trickle of games from him last year, B, but no doubt a talented guy on the way up. Averaged around that 14 minute, but I do expect him to pick up some minutes here. Where are you thinking in terms of his role? Yeah, I think he's going to be getting that twenty-five to thirty-minute roll, uh, similar to like maybe like a Spencer Lino of the of the Panthers um, that he was doing. Maybe not as much impact, obviously, but the PPM is there. Um, the dogs do have a bit of a, a deficiency in size in that in that middle, as we mentioned. And mate, the biggest one, and everyone would have said it because Phil Gould comes out and tells everyone everything, <laughs> is that he's he's mentioned Sam Hughes as the one to look out for as the breakout star for the dogs. Now, he did us a favour last year with Jacob Preston doing the exact same thing. Yep. And a lot of people took faith in that, bought Preston at a 230K from round one, even though he's named on the bench. And then he became Jacob Preston, the 50-point average player in a back row. So whilst it's not going to be, I don't think, that level, mm. um, I still think he's going to get a prominent role, which is going to give you your 10 points of value. He's currently in my team um, as my 19th man. Yeah, but is there a world that, you know, last year in New South Wales Cup, he actually played 40 minutes, average 32 out there. Is there a world that maybe he, you know, seeing that they're saying he's a breakout star, maybe a breakout star doesn't play 25, 30 minutes. Is there a world where he plays 40 minutes? There's a world there, but I don't, I think they're going to need the experience there. They can't just keep on running with young fellas. Mm. So Max King's going to be the leader of that pack. You've got Liam Knight, you've got Ryan Sutton there as well, um, who are all experienced campaigners. And you're going to need to get this guy finding his feet and working out where his motor is for first grade. Well, priced at 18, are we saying that if based off a 25, 30 minute roll that you probably get, what, seven or eight points of value? Is that fair? Yeah, I'm, I'm projecting him 25 to 28 points um, okay. based off a 25 to 30 minute roll. Kind of gives me a little bit of Davey Mowali vibes, but are you feeling that? Because Davey's highly talented as well. People forget that Davey's only 20 years old and he's played three years at first grade. So, yeah. How old Sam Hughes? Do we know? He's 22. 
22 sag. 193 so. centimetres and 111 kilos. Yeah, I, I think with the Rabbitohs pack and the forwards that they've got there, they've got the luxury to develop him, mm. whereas the Bulldogs, they don't have the middles. So it's kind of thrusting him into the spotlight. So it's a little bit different, I think. So named in the 17 for round one, definitely put him on the emergency. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think so. Unless someone else just pops up from another team in the starting lineup. But yeah. next one, Bronson Sherry, he returns 450k break even of 33. You think he's a fairly priced here, B? Uh, from the stats that he had from Cronulla, uh, I think he's actually a little bit of a discount, especially for what he can. We know he can do. Um, seeing all the stuff on Instagram about him, his speed, his running, um, he's still got a fair bit of size on him. He actually looks in better shape um, as a footballer, I think. Well, he's grown into his body, he hasn't he? So he was yeah. a, he was a well, kid. Right, so. Yeah, he was 18, 19 years old before he got banned. So, you know, 23 now. Also got that kind of chip on his shoulder, point to prove, you mm. know, F the doubters kind of thing. Uh, so if he lands in the side, I I think it's a wait and see because he's been out of the game for four years. The game has evolved a couple of different times in that time that he's had a break. Um, but personally, I don't see him lining up round one. Um, but it might be a mid-season thing that he comes back in. Like we discussed with the draw, right? The draw is very difficult for those first seven games. So I don't think he's going to, even if they start losing games, I don't think he's going to totally rearrange the team. But by that buy, he might actually start considering some of these guys like Sherry, who might be playing six or seven rounds of New South Wales Cup. And then from there, we might have a nice, another reassessment. But at the same time, we can have a look at what he's been doing in New South Wales Cup, some of the footage, and just see exactly where he is. Because I do think, like you mentioned, four years is a long time and it has evolved a lot. Yeah. The um, the example that you can potentially look back on is Sandor Earl, who was, who was gunned for Canberra, gunned for Penrith, then got done for drugs. Yeah. Has four years off. Um, and then pretty much does the same thing, just hits the gym for four years. And then when he came back, he came, because he came back to the storm, didn't he? And he wasn't, like, he was good before he came, before he got banned. And then when he came back, he wasn't impressive to me. Yeah. So, um, is there a worry? I think they're two totally different players, obviously, but there's that element of doubt in there for me. And that's why I wouldn't pay 450. Yeah, center. mate, Bronson, I think he's more of a draft scenario when late in the draft, if he's still on the board, snap him up. Yep. I think it's worth a punt there. But yep. let's move on to bounce backs because an interesting guy, probably he's going to take a little bit of time here. Reed Marnie, 580K, a break even of 42. Now, I'm probably a little bit more on the fence and leaning towards cheese, but, mate, you've been talking him up, potential love interest <laughs> all preseason here, B, so I'll let you take it away, mate. Yeah, I, it's... It's mainly going to be if they have a good preseason together uh, with that forward pack because Reed Marnie's points only fell off a cliff because of demerits, um, and they've consistently got worse since that 2020. And I know he had the bigger forward pack with Parramatta and the more experienced forward pack, um, but last year he was just bouncing off tackles because the forwards weren't coming up with him, and he was acting like a speed bump to stop the forward who was running, and then those forwards who were too slow would come in and complete the tackle, but Reed was getting the miss. At the end of the day, if he cleans it up, let's just say two missed tackles less, that's actually a six-point turnaround because he makes the tackle but doesn't miss it. Yeah. So there's a six-point uptick right there. Put that in with a Dogs team, which I think looks better on paper than it did last year. We also Dogs got decimated by injuries. So I think Reed pretty much overplayed his hand, and that's what helped with those demerits to come through. So I do think he's got a bit of bounce back. I think he's got... 
he's one of the very few potential 80-minute hookers, depending on what role Kurt Mann plays. Um, and he's a hooker who can kick out a dummy half. Mate, I know Reese Robson was talking about he was working on a kicking game. We never saw it. Uh, JMK does not kick. Um, Jaden Braley won't be doing any kicking. Harry Grant can. Uh, Damien Cook doesn't. So you've got extra attacking stats that you can potentially be getting, or just general stats, sorry, I should say. Um, so I do think he's in line for a bit of a bounce back. Um, well, maybe 10 points of value if he cleans up and everything goes right. But so I'm projecting, he's going big. I'm, I'm pro- well, I'm projecting 48 to 51, so six to, six to nine points. I've got him a tiny little bit lower. He actually did start the season last year like pretty well. Like his first three games were 71, 54, and 48. So, and in the conf- if confidence does return to the team as well, my only concern is, and you mentioned it with Para having, you know, obviously a very experienced middle from where he came from. Like, not a lot has changed for their middle. Even Josh Curran coming in. Josh Curran's not a good defender. So, that's my only issue that is there help there? And I don't think there is. The other issue, I think the shoulder injury from Para is a lot more chronic than they've flat out. That was just rumours that were going through at yeah. Para at the time, which might also contribute to why his tackle technique is turned so bad. Yeah. Again, I don't think the tackle technique is as bad as people are making it out to be. I think it's the fact that he wasn't getting help and getting the two or three men in the tackle. Oh, is, it, is it deliberate? Make- like, it could be a deliberate tech tackle technique and it just doesn't work well for fantasy, but his coach yeah. is loving it and probably encouraging him to do it. Yeah, potentially. I, you know, that that's clutching at straws a little bit, I think, with um, what's why he's got the demerits. I think it's pretty simple, is that he just didn't have help um, getting up in the line as quick as, as possible, and he was overplaying his hand because no one else was helping him. Yeah. Um, s- similar to a Matt Burton. You know, it's, it's, they're the two guns, they're the two captains, and yet no one was there to help him. So um, I, th- I think there's definite bounce back. Um, I, I like him, and I feel like I've talked about him so much that now I'm obligated to have him in my team. <laughs> Well, uh, the good thing is he's priced at his, at his where I think that his downside is. But yeah. it's one of those things that advantage he's playing, unless Harry Grant gets injured and he goes to origin, he's going to be playing round 13, which I still think you need to factor in. I think the two guys that are like for like are him and Cheese, and why I'm going Cheese at this stage is only because of the versatility of the, the, the mid-tag, I feel. Well, that, that's why I've got Cheese is because of the mid-tag, not so much the hooker. Um, but hookers also, like, gone are the days that you'd have three or four hookers on your bench because that's the biggest scoring position. This year is actually really hard to pick who you want to have. Like, Harry Grant is so much higher than everyone else yep. in price, but he's got an early buy and he's going to be playing Origin. Uh, Damian Cook, aging. Reese Robson started out the year great, fell off a cliff at the back end. JMK, you know. Who knows what happens? Do you go these mid rangers who have the upside, like your, uh, like your Reed Marnie, yeah. like your Brandon Smiths, yep. or even you know, like a Jaden Braley? Um, if depending on how Crossland goes on that side, but it's yeah, I just, I think there's too much upside in Reed to ignore straight away. You could you could make a case for dropping Robson out of the team and saving eighty k and putting Reed in as well. Like there is a genuine case to do it. Yeah, I think with Robson's buy schedule and Reed's buy schedule, they do kind of they they overlap really really well um, in when Reed, when Reed's off and when Reese Robson's out. So you've got genuine gun hookers or potential gun hookers uh, to play in those positions um, each and every week. 
For sure. Now, last guy on our list, Kurt Mann, 435k, break-even of 31. Now, B, we both expect him to take that utility role, probably play a little bit majority in the mid, probably 20, 25 minutes, I'm feeling. Maybe 10, 15 minutes at hooker at, at, my, at most, I feel. So he's probably got around that 35-minute role. But he's priced at kind of at 31. And if he's got a low-minute role, he's probably going to go pretty nuts, probably have a higher PPM than what he's had in the past. And the problem is... We're probably waiting for this guy to get a starting role at some stage, but his price probably will never drop. Yeah, I think it will drop, to be honest. His break-even's 31. I project him in the low to mid-20s. I don't see where that many minutes are going to come from, uh, apart from if, he, if Curran gets the 13 and Man's the 14, mm. and do- I think dogs are going to be in a dog fight every game. I don't think there's going to be... They, they haven't, they've done heaps of signings, but they haven't improved... A great deal. So I do feel well, we like... We haven't seen it on the pitch yet, have we? So yeah, it, it's hard. That's that's right. And that's why you can't risk Kurt Mann uh, right now, especially if he's off the bench. Um, he is one to watch if Josh Curran at 13 fails um, or if there's an injury and they move uh, Curran to back row or something like that because Mann, ha- Mann has been good in the past. But if they're in, if they're in close games, I think Reed stays on the park a lot longer. Um, and Kurt Mann will come in to offer potentially a bit of small ball attack um, from a lock perspective if they're needing to get points. But, yeah, two um, makes me nervous yeah. if you were to try and buy him. Put him uh, what, what would happen if he was on the team sheet for round one? For, as in what at starting lock. At starting lock, oh, you'd definitely consider it, wouldn't you? Like, I, th- um, I think so. At a, you'd have to start anyone. He's got a career lock average of 39 from 60 minutes, 62 minutes. Yeah. So you'd have to consider him. Well, if he's playing lock, like, I, I would say that whoever the Bulldogs lock is is going to be playing that 60 to 65 minutes. So if, if it's Curran uh, or Kurtman, Kurtman's cheaper. Well, 400, so, 435k mid, yeah, exactly right. Make a great point. You'd have to put him in there. Whoever gets the 13, I think you're putting him in there, right, B? Yeah, that's it. Because if, if, he, if Kurtman is the 13, then Josh Curran is on the bench and you're not buying Josh Curran and you're buying Kurtman and you're saving yourself 65 grand. Boom. All right, that was the doggies. Guys, let us know your thoughts in all the different social media posts. Just check us out, Talking League Pod on TikTok, Facebook or Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter. We'll be back for more team previews. Won't just me being B. We spread across the whole team. So be on the lookout. Probably do two or three each week in the lead up to Feb before we really, really heat it up. Just remember, every Monday morning, we bring out around the traps and that will be back from the 15th of january so be on the lookout for that one guys but till next show we'll check you later